Under the Bridge acknowledges the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land where this podcast is created. We pay our deepest respects to elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Cool. First stop, the train on platform. First stop, 18. Sydney. 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 Under the Bridge. An FBI radio podcast. Welcome back to another instalment of your favourite Sydney music podcast. It's Under the Bridge. My name's Joe Khan. I'm your host today. And as you are very well aware, we're normally joined by Abby Butler. But we've done a little tag team. She's over in Europe. She's back next week in the hot seat with me, which we are both really excited about. It's been ages since we've been back in the same studio. But nonetheless, the show must go on. And today we have in replacement of Abby. A very, very, very special guest who I hold close to my heart. Probably one of the loveliest human beings I know. He's a fashion icon. He's funny. He's happy all the time. He's also just gotten back from Europe, stepped off a plane this morning and come straight into the hot seat. It's the lovely Michael Sun. Hello. I feel very honoured to be here. Can I just say, like, I feel very honoured to be taking the spot of the Abbey Butler. Um, but I also feel very flattered by the introduction. So I mean, I thank you like, very much. You know, it couldn't be <laughs> understated. We're so glad to have you here. How was your Europe trip? It was... Freaking fantastic. It was so fantastic that I'm actually using words like freaking in my vocabulary now. Um, I feel like I just spent like my entire five weeks doing nothing but eating. Um, like the amount of like soft cheeses and like soft meats and like just soft everything I've eaten. Yeah, the pizza. But did you go nuts? I went ham on the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse that very poor part. You know, before I actually went to Europe, I had... <laughs> Anyway, moving swiftly along, (laughs) before I went to Europe, I actually had a weight gain goal. I was like, if I haven't gained um, weight by the end of this trip, (laughs) I will have had an unsuccessful food safari, if you will. How did did it weigh up? You You know what? I've yet to weigh myself, but I feel like I have succeeded because like just just the amount, like I've eaten my body weight (laughs) in food pretty much every single day. Um, And we'll actually be covering this later like on in the show as well but I do just want to give a quick shout out to the Italian tradition of aperitivo okay. which I did not know existed um, before I went on this trip you'll have to culturally enlighten me a little later on then. I definitely will <laughs> but basically it's just like this beautiful afternoon tradition that's enjoyed every day with snacks and drinks it's just amazing Okay. Uh, but anyway talking about what's coming up later on the show <laughs> we are going to be going through uh, our regular little snippets of four Sydney songs that caught our attention this week, as well as a spotlight where we dive deeper onto a new EP or an album this week, of course, uh, throwing back to a little European summer on that EP. Stay tuned to find out more. Following on from there, we're going to raise the bridge and lift the lid on our personal favourite release of the week. That's my little personal favourite part of the show. <laughs> you know, something that we can divulge that, you know, we truly, truly love about new music this week. It's always fresh, it's always exciting, and it's kind of our chance to get deep on our favourite release. So, yeah. got that to look forward to. <laughs> if you want to uh, keep yourself on your toes as well, you can follow us on Instagram at Under the Bridge Podcast um, is the username of our Instagram account where you can find uh, even more exclusive scoops on Sydney Music. Exclusive scoops. Mm. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Let's jump into it. This is Under the Bridge. Now it's time for us to pick apart a couple songs that we couldn't just let slip by us this week. It's Snippets and I'm going to kick things off. My first track is going to be one by a Bosnian-Australian artist. His name is Hector Gashin, and this is a cover version that he did. And excuse me while I attempt to poorly pronounce this <laughs> quite difficult Bosnian title track, but it's called A Otkad Mise Nisi Yavila. Spoken like a true local. I think I actually <laughs> did pretty good, and um, I'm sure any Bosnians out there that are listening... Please feel free to correct me if I didn't do a good job because I'm always here to learn. But that roughly (laughs) translates to, ah, since when have I heard from you? And it was recorded a couple weeks ago, so it's pretty pretty damn new. He only put it out 
um, um, in the, in the last week or so. But it's it's probably um, in his own words, it's it's one of the first songs he could recall from his childhood. He wrote us this beautiful letter into the under the bridge mm. email, just describing what this song means to him and the kind of historical connection between his childhood in Bosnia and um, just how this song has always resonated with him. And so his dad used to run a radio station in Bosnia and they'd always play these ex-Yugoslavian uh, tracks and this one in particular stood out for him. So uh, he, he paints this picture of himself uh, listening to this song every day on the way to high school in the cold winters in the mid to late, you know, noughties in Sarajevo. And so it was originally by an artist called Dino Merlin um, and this particular track reminds him of a lost Ariel Pink track um, <laughs> and since his teens he always kind of imagined that this song would be just a huge hit uh, if it was recorded in English back in the day but you know it's other language translation just kind of hindered its success in his own view in terms of I guess hitting into that mainstream market so in this cover version, he's kind of traded... Well, the song is from 1986, i got to say that first. He's traded in this the slow, you know, compounding crashing of the 80s-style percussion to a much more cleaner-sounding, slick, modern, crisp production line. And it, it's really cool to see a modern take on this song, especially since it's got so much personal history for himself. And that image he paints of, you know, a high schooler in Bosnia in the cold winters. And I'm assuming they're freaking cold. No, I'm saying freaking. What have you done, Michael? I'm getting some of that Europe freaking kind of vibe yeah. going on. We're, we're self-censoring here on Under the Bridge. Like, we can't swear anymore. So. Nah, freaking hell. Yeah, I'm just getting that imagery of high school Hector, although I don't know what he looks like, leaning out the window, looking at the snow-filled plains, listening to this song. And I feel like his version really pays homage to that little childhood Hector. So I absolutely love it. Here it is. It's Hector Gachan with his cover of Hey Odkard, Misse, Nisi, Yavila. I can literally picture this scene of like this young Hector so clearly as you said and especially because in the letter he writes it's hard to overstate how lyrical he sounds just in writing in general it like almost sounds like novelistic it sounds like he's writing a memoir of his life so just hearing that through the music I don't know it's very it's, it's very special it's very wholesome and I actually watched a Bosnian film on the flight over to Sydney it was called Take Me Somewhere Nice and it was about these, like, three bored, but also, like, somewhat loose Bosnian teens going on a road trip through, you know, like, the verdant Bosnian countryside. And I can so imagine, like, this exact song just in that movie. Even though the movie's, like, set in summer, I can imagine it kind of being in this, like, balmy summer night going down, like, a dark Bosnian road mm. somewhere. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Bosnian, but it is, just because no, of the context. It's got that kind of warm, synthy feel to it. And, um, yeah, that juxtaposed memory between the coldness of the Bosnian winter, but in his kind of current warm climate being in Australia. I mean, it is winter here, but, I mean, <laughs> I'm guessing that the winter in Australia compared to the winter in <laughs> In Bosnia, two different. We're presuming he wrote this at the beach and, like, <laughs> yeah. not, you know, in some like 16 degree shack somewhere. <laughs> Well, I mean, either way, it just translates really well in his in the modern context, and I think he's just done an amazing job. But tell me, what have you got for the first pick? I have, uh, for my first pick, a song out of our Sydney pop princess, Coda Banks. It's called 20 Miss Chords. It came out um, actually two Fridays ago now, so cheating a little bit. but okay. we're I, forgiven. But I couldn't resist because it's such 
a good song and I've been waiting a long 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 time for a new single release from one of my favourite emerging pop artists from Australia from Sydney um, and especially because I did make a promise to channel Abby Energy as much as I could this week on Under the Bridge um, so of course I had to play some Coda Banks I think when we were hosting Snap Crackle Pop over summer, over our three-week show, the only thing that remained constant over those three weeks, which were actually, like, themed different themes, was the fact that every week we would find a way to sneak Coda Banks mm. into our show. And Snap Crackle Pop was... It was a, it was a pop show, yeah. right? it was all about pop music yeah. uh, with a particularly local focus. Okay. So it just made sense that Coda just popped up in every single show without even us quite realising it. <laughs> so I'm glad she's back with this fucking banger of a single. It's called 20 Missed Calls, and... And basically what's happening in the song is that she is uh, seeing someone who is like majorly fucked up in some way and they're trying to apologise without really thinking about the repercussions of their actions or really how to apologise. Um, so they're just not, 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 not really thinking it through. She like sees 20 missed calls from this guy um, who's like desperate to get in contact with her but she's like, no, nope, you know what? Go, go and have a think about your actions before actually coming to me. Which I think is such an interesting message <laughs> that we really don't see in music at all this this idea of like knowing how and when to apologize and also the idea that she takes pride in being like the ghoster in this situation mm. right like like, she, like she's not being like oh you ghosted me I'm so sad she's like it's I'm flipping the narrative yeah like I'm actively ghosting you because you're being a dickhead <laughs> have you ever been ghosted or have you ghosted Joe um I mean I might have unknowingly been ghosted not in the such a the, the dramatic you know abrupt 20 ghost. missed calls way yeah not in the 20 missed calls way um but more so i think i've definitely i don't i don't know if there is kind of the vocabulary for this type of stuff but i have slowly ghosted someone you know just like started being cold and you know stopped showing interest until they kind of lost interest because i just made myself you know, closed down until they stopped trying. No, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like a direct ghost is better than a slow fade. Because <laughs> at fade least, out. you know, the message is clear if yeah. it's just like a, a direct ghosting. I mean, the, the adult thing to do would be <laughs> to just say, hey, look, this isn't working. No, out. the adult thing is to avoid all of our emotions completely <laughs> and just, you know, carry on as normal. Bury them deep within. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, never think about them again until we die. But anyway... 20 Missed Calls by Coda Banks. <laughs> my, like, one of my favourite songs, honestly, of the year so far. Let's listen. And inspiring me to be more of a ghost star in 2019. said something along the lines of pop music in Sydney is having a moment right now. Mm. And I think that really speaks true in this song. The more I hear these songs that I, I, I've got to say, my normal channels of music don't expose me to um, <laughs> since I met Abby. <laughs> yeah, I've just been, yeah, I guess. She has become your source of music that's she, exposing you to pop. She is my, my, my <laughs> channel of pop and I'm, I, I can't say I'm mad about it. She's really shown me a whole lot. And I, I, yeah. And so when you say that you're channeling your inner Abby, funnily enough, um, she actually reached out last week to see <laughs> if she could, by correspondence, record a piece on a go to Pank song oh my God. on this song. And just coincidentally, you haven't been in conversation with her, but you picked the same song. So I think your channeling of Abby is a little bit deeper in your connection than you're giving it credit for. You know what? I am just honored to 
be sharing this deep soul connection <laughs> with my lovely friend Abby. Yeah. <laughs> and you're both delivering the goods, that's for sure. So I'm going to dive into my second one now. And this one is a bit of a curveball. It's a project comprised of Mark Harding, Cat Hunter, and Annie Hamilton. Who, Annie Hamilton, okay. Yeah, with the latter, who many of you might know, was part of indie royalty Little May and has also, in the more recent times, kicked off her solo career. She's actually getting a bit of airplay on FBI at the moment and we've featured one of her tracks earlier on in an episode of Under the Bridge um, not too long ago. Um, this is the first single taken off an upcoming album called Slaughterhouse Road and the band is called Tennessee Ham the song is called Guy Like what You what a name I love the name it's so good <laughs> I just like picture this big bloody like Tennessee Ham <laughs> I actually I actually have a story about some some big ham ham related content after we listen but keep going cool. yeah so this is um the the first single of an upcoming album called Slaughterhouse Road, which is actually the soundtrack of a forthcoming musical podcast, which goes by the same name. And it's it's really peculiar what's going on here. It's a podcast of the Australiana romantic horror musical genre, which raises <laughs> eyebrows in itself. Um, I, I can't say I've ever heard of a genre quite like that. Um, it's camp. What can I say? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, there's, there's definitely a lot of questions to be answered. And so it's kind of based around a jaded small town abattoir along the east coast of Australia and again I haven't quite gotten my head around whether the purpose of the podcast is to showcase the album in a unique way or whether the song uh, the album's gonna kind of supplement the podcast or maybe they're both equally as important as each other I guess time will tell the one thing I know for sure is that Annie's smoky voice is just undeniable. She's just so damn captivating with her storytelling and the way that she just wisps through songs. Um, this could be like the intro of Australia's version of True Detective. It's just got so much allure to Big it. Big compliment there. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's see what you think. Here it is. It's Tennessee Ham with Guy Like You. I feel like I still have no clue what an Australiana musical horror romance <laughs> musical is going to look like, but I'm very happy if it's going to feature that song because <laughs> I love Annie Hamilton mm. and she sounds amazing here. Mm. Uh, but also, I, I want to talk about the band name, Tennessee Ham, um, because when I think about Tennessee Ham, and especially in the context of Slaughterhouse Road, I actually think about this one story my friend once told me about how he knew someone who went on a date with a guy, a Tinder date, if you will, mm. went back to his house, everything was going like amazingly smoothly, and then she opened his wardrobe and inside was just hanging <laughs> this like hock of ham. <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, what is this? Like, do you want to explain this to me? And he was like, there's nowhere to put it but the wardrobe. It, it, like, it's so, it was so big that it couldn't fit in the pantry. So it was just, this huge leg of ham was hanging in his wardrobe. Does it not need to with, be refrigerated? I have no... I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, was his wardrobe that, like, naturally vacuumed, sealed? I don't know. But it's this huge hock of ham hanging in a wardrobe with a carving knife beneath it. Oh, my God. And needless to say, she ran out, like, and well justified to do so but I just, wow. I, I just find it hilarious that someone would just you know casually hang a leg of ham in their wardrobe at all in the first place i mean thank goodness she found it something could have happened i know, and, you know? And, and like as she left 
uh, the story goes that he actually poked his head out of his room and, and he was like, was it the ham? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yes, sir. It was the ham. So that's what I thought when I thought yeah. of the name Tennessee Ham. Yeah. And I'm glad that that song lived up to that story. This is Under the Bridge. Uh, my second pick is a song that comes out of my favourite Sydney duo. They're called Ooh. Collarbones. We've played them a whole bunch of times before on, on FBI Radio. And I think actually... Maybe once before on this podcast as well. Mm. Um, but they're actually back with a whole string of singles. They they released three or four singles earlier this year out of um, an upcoming album called Futurity that is very, very, very uh, imminent. But they dropped one yesterday. It's called Deep. And it's just so... I want to... Th- I, I almost said beautiful, but it's not quite beautiful. It's 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 very intense. It's quite like sexy almost, mm. um, in how like dark, but at the same time almost like poppy that it sounds. And I'm really liking this new direction they're going in after a bit more like ex- experimental stuff. Um, in the break between their album from 2014 and now. And I could not be more excited for the album that is about to drop, especially because the aesthetic of every one of these singles has been... It's been come with me. Every single cover is like this corporeal mashup. Like the the artwork? Yeah, the artwork. Like the most recent one is... There's like a guy licking some kind of Australian flora, I want to say. Um, and, and it's just this like very close up, almost confronting image. Um, and this is kind of like a theme that's been continued through like all of their work. And I'm really excited to see how like the body plays into uh, the new album as well. But without further ado, this one is called Deep by Colorbones. <laughs> Seriously, one hot piece of promiscuous pillow talk and pop music. And wow. excuse the alliteration, but I make no apologies. <laughs> that thing just brought me back to early noughties, watching Rage, kind of, I don't know if you... Well, now you're familiar with the track because I showed you the clip in between um, while that song was Ten playing. Ten seconds ago, yeah. I must admit. Yeah, <laughs> Deep Dish, the song's called Flashdance. And it's like... <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It's got that, yeah, that drivey kind of... Yeah, sexy warehouse vibe thing going on. And, you know, people are getting... Throwing out a lot of words here. Sexy, warehouse, promiscuous, pillow talk. (laughs) People are getting up to no good when you listen up, listening to a song like this. 100%. I feel like that song is going to end up on a lot of bedroom playlists (laughs) because that is a steamy song. I I work up a sweat when I listen to that song, especially because just before the, 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 the second chorus, there's this, like... Like this kind of like very high pitched tone um, that plays, and it just gets me in the mood um, to dance, to you know, do other things. Like it, it just really gets me loose. Could be the jet lag. Who knows what's going exactly. on? Exactly. Could be the delirium. <laughs> um, but either way, it, it it really gets me going. Um, and for that, I am all the more thankful for spotlight. Our spotlight this week is a collection of, I'm going to say, probably the most poolside-ready, sun-dripping house tracks potentially in existence. 
It's a local artist by the name of... Love Deluxe, which Woo! totally makes sense <laughs> because Love Deluxe is what I feel when I listen to his music. <laughs> um, we were talking earlier about this idea of, you know, like European rituals, how people in Europe, you know, just just get a little bit looser in summer than even we do here in Australia, I feel. And this album is like kind of perfectly encapsulates... Um, that European summer vibe. Just that a little I'm... bit drunk all the time. Exactly, exactly. I mean, the lead single is called Campari and Coke, mm-hmm. so you know exactly what to expect. And so we've actually featured that song while I was away. They had a little chat about Campari and Coke, but the rest of the EP was just too filled with joy not to explore in deeper, you know, a deeper context. Exactly. I feel like 100% of the reason I've actually chosen this EP is because I want to relive my European <laughs> memories, and I'm sure so do you, Never Joe. Never let it die. Exactly. <laughs> Like, I'll be slinging Camparis and Cokes forever. <laughs> uh, but the title of the EP is actually called Fada Morgana, um, which is a complex form of superior m- mirage that is seen in a narrow band right above the horizon. So that's actually wow. the technical de- definition courtesy of Wikipedia. Okay. Um, so I think what it means is, like, basically, like, you, you know how when you look out into the ocean sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you, you can actually, like, make out something like just just along the horizon, mm. but it like may be a mirage, it may be an illusion, it might, be, it might not be, it might not be real, um, and that's basically what a Fata Morgana is. Mm-hmm. So it can range from anything as little as like just like a little weird symbol floating above the horizon, to some people have, have actually seen like entire boats or wow. like steamers, which are pure mirages. How can one discern between something so far away as being real and not real is my question. You know what? I have no clue, but I'm sure someone in the past has been like, wow, it's a ship, and then gone and then gone towards the ship and it's been a mirage. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's been a Fata Morgana. Exactly. It's been a Fata Morgana. Um, so this is the second EP from Love Deluxe. And I think there's a lot to be said for how clean and crisp and refined the production is on this EP. From the first listen, it's just really blatantly obvious how many hours and how many Campari and Cokes he's been sipping (laughs) in the sleepless hours it would have taken to compile such a well-oiled machine like this EP. Um, There are moments that evoke this kind of Harvey Sutherland keyboard synth-driven style of house that have made purely with the purpose of getting down and grooving. Um, My exhibit A would have to be in the latter part of one of the songs on the EP, Dance of the Lizard People. It's just got that kind of... I just, you know, I don't know if Harvey, like, coined that style. Everything's (laughs) borrowed at the end of the day, but, like, that's the first... All art is replica, says Joe. (laughs) Yeah, you heard it here first. Prolific. Um, (laughs) Do you know what, though? I actually love that you mentioned the keys because I swear to God, at some point in the EP, I can hear, like, a keytar. Like, I feel like I'm almost certainly wrong, but in my mind, I'm like, that's a keytar that's being played right there. Are you even surprised, though? (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Let me tell because I feel like this EP just has like so many tricks up its sleeve like just when you think it's like you know kind of like cooling down or it's finally going into like a bit of a like low downbeat moment it just pumps you with like Mm. this mega funk um, that really gets you in the vibe gets you going I think Love Deluxe can definitely or should definitely feel rewarded by the efforts he's put into this EP because I I know that if I was able to produce something that warms the bones as much as mm. this EP does, I would just feel really good about myself because <laughs> there's there's nothing there's nothing kind of negative about this type of music. It's just pure fun and pure joy, and it's it's kind of got that little thing going for it where I just know that if I made this, I would just be like. You would be listening to it 24-7. I would be listening like. to my own music and I'd just be like walking down the street and like soundtracking myself and like, you know. I can see you doing that right now. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like it's such a good time of, of release as well. Like it's like it's very smartly timed, some mm. might even say. Especially because right now, coming back here, we're all like, oh my God, it's 16 degrees again. Like, get me out of here. And this EP will do that to you. Yep. Like, it'll get you out of this bleak, bleak cityscape we call Sydney winter. So look, let's stop chatting and let's let Love Deluxe warm your bones like he has ours with one of his tracks from his latest EP, Fata Morgana. It's Dance of the Lizard People. And by lizard people, he means you and me. (laughs) 
You're listening to Under the Bridge. It's time for Raise a Bridge, where we are going to be spilling the beans a little bit more on our favourite personal releases of the week. Songs that we think deserve a little bit more attention. I'll kick things off with mine. Uh, mine is from a Sydney artist, of course, called Poison Abbey. And if that name doesn't already give you kind of a hint into what she's like, then maybe the name of this single will. It's called Silicon Valley, as in a pun on Silicon Valley. Mm. Um, and I think it really lives up to its name. It's like, it's musically, it sounds like driving down the West Coast of America, sort of. I think that's what I imagine when I, when I really listen to the song. It kind of opens with these, like, big cheesy strings before descending into just her really haunting ethereal vocals like taking you taking you on a mad journey um i think i've been talking quite a lot about road trips and just being on the road throughout this entire show but i think it's most clear here because i can't even describe it but she has those kind of like very retro sounding vocals Mm. like you can totally imagine her singing at an American diner sometime uh-huh. in like the 50s or 60s, even though she's from Australia in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no better way to describe this track than just like a wry look at the West Coast and Silicon Valley. Um, so take a listen. It's called Silicon Valley by Poison Abbey. Thank you. 
I absolutely love that song. And as soon as she kind of got into it and the lyrics started slipping through that kind of, yeah, gorgeous, sun-filled, um, Malibu-esque... Malibu S is so right. <laughs> like I take back everything I said about the West Coast. This is yeah, full yeah. on like Malibu nights. Yeah, hell yeah. And I just like instantly thought of the song The Man by the Killers, where he's just got that kind of I don't know. It's a like a little bit sh- you know show pony ish. It's got no. <laughs> like it's it's a kind of a bit yeah peacocky in a, in a way. Like not necessarily. I'm not saying like. Poison Abbey as an artist is, but it's just got that attitude, I suppose. Like, oh, it's absolutely, got that- and 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 I feel like it really links back to that whole idea of like classic Americana, uh-huh. um, and this idea of like driving like showy vehicles and wearing like flashy suits mm. and like flashy gowns everywhere and it's just like it's such like an indulgent aesthetic that I just love <laughs> to listen to yeah. and see and just like in embalm myself in <laughs> but you know what I'm actually really curious about what um, an eventual Poison Abbey album is going to sound like mm-hmm. because you've seen her live right I have like live she's a lot slower right um I wouldn't say slower it was just a, I guess it was a bit of a different tack. I mean, she's her current live setup is to like a backing track with a guitarist. And yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see it with a full band. Like, I mean, mm. I'd love to see that eventualize. I mean, that could totally change the whole shtick about Poison Abbey. But at the same time, I think it would be a really interesting experience just to kind of see that full live and in the flesh kind of yeah. thing going on. I just think, I think it'd be really awesome to see how she... I guess grows as an artist. I want to see like a full-on camp show. <laughs> like I want to see a Las Vegas residency. That's what I want to see. <laughs> uh, so Poison Abbey, if you're listening, th- next steps. <laughs> We've just laid them out for you. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'm going to dive into my Raise the Bridge. And this one for me is a track from a band called Eagle Eye Jones. The song's called Do Old Houses dream and it's the second release of their mm, forthcoming do they i don't know <laughs> i mean it's a really good question because you know i'm sure houses would see some things if they <laughs> could talk at least it it sounds like a philip k dick novel title like <laughs> do androids dream of electric sheep you know in that in that kind of vein <laughs> well but yeah i mean i guess the, the man behind the lyrics in this particular song luke saunders who is one of two of the lead singers in Eagle Eye Jones. They kind of alternate between songs yeah. that they sing, which is really cool. He's an absolute wordsmith. I mean, he's he's so poetic in his disposition um, so often throughout his lyricism. And as is Toby Jones, who is the other frontman of the band, they both kind of really play this kind of... I've kind of... Um, thought about it before as like a kind of Jekyll and Hyde complex between the two (laughs) because they're so different Toby evokes this kind of really bluesy thing and Luke has a kind of Jeff Buckley falsettos and just like a whole different tack but they really complement each other in terms of like the holistic sound but essentially the band is comprised as I said of Luke Saunders Toby Jones Jason Styles on drums Dylan Goodell on bass and a new addition Jamin Lee Bennett who um, adds some synthy juices to the mm. mix and they've had a pretty orga- organic journey kind of starting off playing local pubs and clubs doing the grind and they've just steadily garnered a, a pretty solid following and it's it's quite easy to understand why I've seen them play quite a few times and I'm always astounded at how their live act constantly grows and becomes so malleable and it really just changes as the, they grow as artists. I mean, it's really, you know, easy to get stuck in old ways when, you know, you're, I guess, I guess you're starting off and you kind of have your, your kind of shtick going for you and, you know, it's really, it could be quite easy just to kind of, you know, not take risks and not expand and not move beyond the realms of what you're comfortable with at such an early Mm. stage. But just watching them evolve and grapple with different audiences and different sound um, explorations has been really awesome just to see... Um, yeah, the, the the style shift. It's definitely got its toes dipped in the past, but it looks straight ahead. There's no kind of... Um, there's no uncertainty about what they're trying to do. It, it's very much paying homage to their kind of blues roots, but also doing something new with it. Um, this particular song is, is beaming with passion and shifts between these glorious moments of harmony, 
Um, that kind of ebb and flow through the build and drop of momentum. I think this is definitely their strongest release to date on a personal opinion, but I won't let that define them because if there's one thing I know about this band is that they've got a tendency to outdo themselves. So here it is. It's Do Old Houses Dream by Eagle Eye Jones. That's actually the first song I've ever heard from Eagle Eye Jones, but I think I will be immediately pouncing on Spotify and discovering more. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this track um, is actually, if you're listening to this as soon as the podcast comes out, we got a little bit of a sneak peek because it doesn't come out till a little bit later on this evening. So you're special. (laughs) (laughs) You are the first one to be hearing that beautiful guitar solo in the middle there. Oh, gosh. And then, like, after that solo, when they all kind of choir in together and give it a little... It's almost anthemic. It is. It's it's heavenly. It's like the gateway to heaven, (laughs) and you're, like, beaming up, and then you're like, hey, do you have this dream? And, you know, 
and then the, the houses the souls of the houses are flying up with you and they're, oh my they're, they're god answering your question with harmony this is some deep philosophical thinking yeah. you've done about this song <laughs> but you know what i love i i also love that you mentioned the killers before um, in relation to Poison Abbey, because I feel like the like the really chorusy anthemic bits of this song mm. remind me of the best of the Killers as well. Yeah. Um. So it's been a real Killers themed show. Well, I mean, yeah, there has been a little bit of a thread carry through each one, but all in their you know unique way. Hmm. So and I'm glad it's manifested so uniquely <laughs> in every song. You're listening to Under the Bridge. And that wraps up yet another episode of Under the Bridge, which has brought you a new serving, a fresh delivery, if you will, of beautiful Sydney music straight to your ear holes. Michael Sun, thank you so much for coming down from, you know, stepping off the airplane. You literally came from the airport straight here. You know what? And I would do it all <laughs> over again. So thank you for the honour, really, of co-hosting this beautiful little podcast and you know what if you like this podcast as much as i do you actually can subscribe if you're not already subscribed give us a rating um on itunes helps us spread the word about how great sydney music is the best in the world i back that 100 um instagram also as we said earlier that's another way to get in touch at under the bridge podcast is where you follow us tell your friends or you can email us at underthebridge at fbiradio.com. If you're an artist, email in your songs for us to check out. If you're a listener, email us some fan mail or, you know, hate mail or, or, or anything, really. I mean, be like Hector. Hector sent us the most beautiful letter. It's it a, really It tells is. a story about... In fact, if you're a listener, email in your memoir to us. Email in your memoir only. of your favourite Sydney song and what it means to you. And we will give you the biggest shout of shout outs on this show next week. Because we'd love to kind of hear from you on that front. It's always good to, you know, tap into the more beautiful <laughs> moments of people's lives. Especially when it comes to music. I know. So, if you can't get enough of Sydney music, there's one other thing you can do. You can tune into The Bridge Monday to Thursday on FBI Radio 94.5 FM from 8pm. It's one hour of nothing but pure Sydney music. You can catch Abby there on Mondays, Lockie Wiley there on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and the lovely Jamie Taylor Nielsen there on Thursdays. Um, if yeah, that'll give you all the Sydney fix you need, I reckon. That's it from us. We'll see you soon. Mikey, once again, thanks for coming down. Thank you, and see you later.